0: Yeah, that season is coming to an end. This will be the last Christmas show we do. This is Ehud, son of Demas, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, to nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And I uh, took a little break here over the Christmas holiday. We get back to, uh, back to normal now that we're moving forward to a new year, 2023, a year of At one point, probably never thought I would have seen, but yeah, here we are. We are at the 2023 uh, crest, or cusp, the cusp of 2023, and uh, it's pretty interesting. It's an interesting time to be alive. There are uh, many things happening in this world that I certainly never thought I would see We have a uh, federal government in this country that's off the rails. In this particular state, we have a state government that's off the rails. We have people voting for things that are totally unconstitutional and have a judicial system that that doesn't uh, ascribe to the law. It appears anymore that that is not about providing equal justice for all. It's... It's more concerned with being intimidated. I just, I think about the uh, Arizona election in particular and all of the things that uh, happened the day of the election that basically circumvented many people from voting and, and how somehow the votes that did come in even though they were rejected to go a certain way by seventy percent. We're more in the forty, fifty percent range. And there's just a lot of stuff that, that is occurring. That, uh, it just, uh, yeah. And then you've got a media that, trumpets one side of the equation, for the most part. You have outlets that, that will speak truth. Uh, into the matter but i wonder how much longer they have you know when you have a federal government paying private organizations to squelch free speech and and uh, you know nobody's going to jail it just i don't know what do you do with that you know when the government starts to uh, abuse its power starts to um, monitor its citizens without due process, without cause. Just because they believe differently than the people in power. Um I don't know how much how longer how much longer I'll be able to do this program even. But through all that, that's the beauty of Christ, people. The beauty of a kingdom beyond that they can't touch, a kingdom beyond that they can't reach, a kingdom beyond that they have no control over, that is going to be greater than anything they can imagine on this earth because they're serving the father of lies. They're serving the father who is trying to come against the one true God, the one true kingdom. And it's obvious and plain as the nose of my face But that is what's going on here. There is a spiritual battle um, at the core of all this. And I don't see us winning the battle on this earth because I don't think that's God's intention. From everything I can read in, in his good book that Babylon will have its day right in the sun. But that darkness will be totally uh, done away with when the light comes and returns. So it's going to be a beautiful thing. So again, we here at It's a Religion, we start with the Word of God as the absolute truth, the objective truth that we need to subscribe to and listen to. We believe the book of Genesis over and above all the CRAP, that science, supposedly science, is throwing at us that, that the earth is millions of years old and we had transitional uh, things that happened through uh, time that made everything without any help from anybody or anything whatsoever. There's no design to anything, there's no purpose to anything, it's just random chance molecules coming together. So we can make our own world. We can be our own gods. We don't need to subscribe to what God has given us as true. That is what the world teaches. That is what Satan teaches. That is what uh, the priests of evolution teach, or the prophets of evolution, or the pastors of evolution, whatever you want to call it, because it is a religion. And the title of this show is specifically talking about the religion of evolution. It's a religion. Now Christianity is also a religion. It's one that speaks to a God who created everything, one who loves you, one who sent his son to come to this earth as a man to teach us the right way to live, the right attitudes to have, the right purpose to be mindful of and how to treat others with respect and kindness and humility. And we... uh, I've certainly lost that you know when you think about what's a lot of what's going on in our political class and our society today, the hate that is spewed around, and even uh, I wish Mr. Trump would scale that back and it would it's hard, I get it because so many people have their knives out for him uh that would be a hard thing, but if he could rise above that and not give them any more to give him a hard time about. I think he would earn the respect of, of even more people. But, again, that's that's something he's got to, you know, I know some of us do like the fact that he does fight a little bit, that, that he'll push back some, at least more than, than what uh, Bush did and some of the previous folks in his position because the DAC is so stacked uh, in this world now against people who want freedom, who want... Uh, People to be free to worship God, and so on and so forth. So, But when we left off last week, we were on Exodus chapter 7. We're reading through the Bible. Again, I don't know that I'm going to read every chapter. I'll probably skip around some of the Old Testament um, because we want to get to the New Testament. But I wanted to lay the foundation um, first because without the Old Testament, without the history of the Old Testament, the New Testament doesn't matter. And so for people, especially Supposing Christians to come along and say, Oh, you know, we can buy into the age of the earth being real old and and evolutionary processes helping along. We can say, Well, God just did that. He did it through evolution. Well, biblically you can't. You can't do that. It doesn't add up, it doesn't conscribe. You know, death over millions of years doesn't work, right? And you wouldn't you don't need a savior. And I always point to Christ. Jesus didn't need six months to heal somebody's arm. He did it instantly. So, again, this is about faith. It's not about what you can see, feel, touch. You know, and science can only go so far. They can tell you what they observe today, but then the rest of it is inferring things based on what they see. And that starts with a paradigm. It starts with what you want the evidence to show you in a lot of ways. So, anyway, you know, nobody on this planet has a, no presuppositions when they come to a fact or an observation. Everybody has what's called presuppositions or ways in which they think already established. So, Exodus chapter 7, Then the Lord said to Moses, Pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet." Tell Aaron everything I command. You and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave this country. But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Excuse me. Even then, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you, so I will bring down my fist upon Egypt and I will rescue my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. When I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they made their demands to Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, show me a miracle. When he does this, say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down from the Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. And Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and it became a serpent. The Pharaoh called his own wise men and sorcerers. And these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up the other staffs. Pharaoh's heart however remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn and he still refuses to let the people go. So Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes down to the river. Stand on the bank of the Nile and meet him there. Be sure to take along the staff that turned into a snake. Then announce to him, The Lord, the God of Hebrews, has sent me to tell you, Let my people go so they can worship me in the wilderness. Until now you have refused to listen to him. So this is what the Lord says. I will show you that I am the Lord. Look, I will strike the water of the Nile with the staff in my hand. The river will turn to blood the fish in it will die and the river will stink and the egyptians will not be able to drink any water from the nile then the lord said to moses tell aaron take your staff and raise your hand over the waters of egypt all its rivers canals ponds and all the reservoirs turn all the water to blood everywhere in egypt the water will turn to blood even the water stored in wooden bowls and stone pots now does that sound like anybody that needs a million years to do anything So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. As Pharaoh and all his officials watched, Aaron raised his staff and struck the water of the Nile. Suddenly the whole river turned to blood. The fish in the river died and the water became foul, that the Egyptians could not drink it. There was blood everywhere throughout the land of Egypt. But again, the magicians of Egypt used their magic and they too turned water into blood. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron just as Uh, the Lord had predicted. Pharaoh returned to his palace and put the whole thing out of his mind. And all the Egyptians dug along the riverbank to find drinking water, for they couldn't drink the water from the Nile. Seven days passed from the time the Lord struck the Nile. I can't imagine seeing something like that and still going, yeah, he's not God. I mean, think about that. You know, we have God's word in our society today we have i believe absolute proof that this earth is not that old and there's you know when you look at the fossil record there's no transitional fossils we don't see half raccoons walking around have you know half raccoons half rabbits we see raccoons and rabbits um we don't see this Wonderful, magical transition and progression that Mr. Dawkins and the gang like to tout to everybody. What we see in front of us is what was made. We, have, we see different kinds. We see animals and plants and earth. We see people and uh, what God made at the beginning. We don't see all this transitionary stuff you know, there's not one transitionary form that we see before us today. I mean, everything is complete. It has uh, reproductive organs. It has lungs and eyes and ears and sensory perception. Um, You know, it just, the whole thing, you know, when I look at this and see that people could see water turn to blood and not turn and go, wow, you are God. You are above everything else on this planet. And yet, we see people today put their faith and trust in a bowl of soup millions of years ago. And people are people. You know, in First Timothy, it says, God wills that everybody be saved. And he's given us all that we need to trust in him uh, as our Savior. And yet, people don't every day. And I don't believe God forces them into that. They're... You know, Jesus said they're condemned already when um, they don't put their faith and trust in Him, which is an, an unfortunate thing. You know, I don't, I don't think it makes sense that God causes people to believe in Him. Then it's not faith. Like faith to me is something you have to exercise, and that's not works. You know, placing faith in something is not a work. That's believing. So anyway, that is what it is. I'm not going to solve that one today, but. Lord God Almighty, thank you for this day. I pray that it is a blessing and encouragement to people to know that you are God and that you are the one who made it all. You are the one who sustains it to this day. And you're the one who's going to return even the darker it gets, Lord. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Thanks for stopping by, folks. This will be the last of the Christmas episodes. But uh, I'll leave you with some Vince Guaraldi, one of my favorites, over Christmas.